I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Eye on the Hill 2023. Special coverage with David DeGenevic. Here she is. She's running in studio. Lindsay Ertz, who's been our Eye on the Hill. Not only our Eye on the Hill, you've physically been on the Hill for us. <laughs> Got a breath? Did you just come from Capitol Hill? <laughs> Deep breaths. Uh, I was working on a story back there and I forgot. Here we are. Uh, here she comes, Miss America, uh, running in studio. So glad to have you again, Lindsay. We have talked this morning. Uh, Dave, you, Dave was... You know, Dave, you were here. We started the show with what I think is a big win for first-time home buyers, and that is the twenty thousand um, dollar infusion of money into the mortgage uh, that got passed by Capitol Hill, overwhelmingly by both the Senate and the House. It now goes to the governor, and we had President of the Senate Stuart Adams on, and it looks like they're ramping up to get that program started by summer, so people can start applying. Um, to get into their first time home. I'm trying to remember, Deb, was it like nine total people that opposed this, whether yeah. in the Senate, in the House? So 88 in favor, nine it's against. Extremely popular. Mm-hmm. And when you have the backing of the Senate president yeah, on a, a bill, yes, it sends a message for sure. Yeah, a, a little odd. And, and I asked President Adams about this when he joined us, uh, when a developer, former developer, which is what President Adams is, um, and oddly enough, the House Speaker, Brad Wilson, also a house uh, a home developer, um, when they're involved in these kind of things, there there's either a direct conflict of, of interest or maybe on the outskirts a, a conflict of interest. He says, I haven't built a house basically in 10 years. Yeah. So there's no direct conflict there. But um, nevertheless, huge sway from two developers or former developers. Yeah, and I think uh, actually the Senate president was asked, you know, does this just benefit your developer buddies, right? That's a it's a fair question and I, uh, President Adams denies that, right? He legitimately has said multiple times that he's worried about the middle class and he really wants to be able to help these first-time home buyers. Um, the other thing I'm curious about is do you guys think that this that market forces might come into play here? Do you think it's possible that Perhaps developers or perhaps builders could drive up the cost of new homes because they know that mm-hmm. first-time home buyers are getting a twenty percent bump. Well, here's the deal: they have a cap of four hundred fifty thousand dollars, according to this law, that these first-time home buyers could qualify up to four hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. It has to be a new home, so they've got to work under that threshold, or they're not going to get that that new home buyer who's looking to apply for that twenty thousand dollars. I'm surprised and I'm saddened uh, for the next generation of home buyers that we have to be sitting here saying four hundred and fifty thousand dollars is the threshold. Mm-hmm. I think this what uh, it's this, your affordable yeah, first home. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes 
and it, it it does make me feel like if I'm encouraging my children to take a, take advantage, if you will, of this program, that you got to come to the table with more than just uh, dipping into this this fund and taking the twenty thousand. You've got to come up with other ways to help finance uh, that your down payment, or buy down the interest rate, or ask the seller to buy down the interest rate, or pay for closing costs. Um, but I think what this will do ultimately is it will drive developers to build, and you're, Dave, you're going to hate this, more townhomes and condominiums. And I, I truly believe that is the wave of the future, that our next generation is, is going to tire of taking care of yards, of trying to figure out where they're going to get the water from to water their yards, keeping those large trees behind their bedrooms watered and alive, and also all the maintenance costs that go into uh, keeping up the exterior of your home. I'd much rather pay, um, you know, I've been in both situations, and at this point I'd much rather pay an HOA a few hundred dollars a month and I'll have to snow blow or mow my lawn. And I think... Most of us have lived in that situation at some point, whether it was apartment living, dorm living. We've shared walls with other people. There's something to be said about living in your own home. You're not sharing a wall with a neighbor. What I don't understand, Lindsay, though, and this is something that we've heard consistently, this will encourage developers to build these single-family units. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another... Pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope and Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, how do you get the developers on board? Because ultimately, <laughs> if I can build uh, townhomes and condos with more density then how, how do I get them to not go after maximum profit? Mm. Well, don't you, I mean, you make money when you build, right? So that's kind of the... the when you sell. Yeah, when you build and when you, you sell. sell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so President Adams has said, you know, back to that conversation of accusing him of helping his developer buddies. I mean, he's kind of said this helps both those industries at the same time, the first hire first-time home buyer market and then also the developers and the builders who uh, will build these homes because there's some money now for people to use. So he, he also brings up, a, or at least this sheds light on a, on a point that I, that I think about quite often, is we do spend as a state a significant amount of money and cities invest as well in more affordable housing. And, and what I don't mean is the 350000 versus the four fifty you know, affordable housing. What I'm talking about is, you know, the the equation that is used for people of a certain income level level to to get into an affordable housing unit, and that's what they pay every single month. But what we neglect to address, and we have for years, is for the 
people who are outside over that threshold who are earning more but are still staring at you know the idea of not being able to collect or uh, collect enough money to, you know a pool yeah. of money to to put into their first time home they're shut out of the housing market well part of that is market forces that the state has no control over right, right? we're bidding ra- wars yeah and we raise the interest rates too so people aren't wanting to sell their houses as much anymore because they can't get a good rate when they buy a new one right so it, it is cooling things right. off and slowing things a little bit yeah with such overwhelming support both in the senate and the house just a handful of People voted against it. Uh, lawmakers voted against it. Did you even hear any arguments against this $20,000 that would be av- available for first-time homebuyers? No, I think the big concern is uh, we're giving taxpayer money to this program. Uh, what happens if they um, – do they have to pay it back? So that's kind of one of the measures that they took care of in this bill is if you sell the home within, I believe it's like three years or something like that, you have to pay the loan back. And you got to pay the loan over the cost of the mortgage too. So it's not just, quote, unquote, handing out free money. Um, President Adams was very clear when he said, we don't do that, but this allows them to have a chunk of money they can put towards a home and then pay it back as they live. It's a lien. Yeah. It'll be a lien on the property. And so the state can recoup the money once the home is sold or it is refinanced. And we also asked him when he joined the show earlier, if this, um, you know, $50 million pot of money would um, be replenished year over year. And he was I will just say noncommittal on that. He was pretty point blank when he said, this is a one-time deal. (laughs) He said a one-time deal. What we didn't get a chance to ask him, and I think this can be a follow-up for another day, is um, who qualifies? Like, is there special consideration given to certain people in terms of income levels? Like, is it just first come, first serve? Do we? I don't think we got a chance to ask him that question. I'm sure that's written into the bill somewhere. I think, um, uh, and I don't know I, off the top of my head. I'm sorry. No, from from okay. my understanding, it is for the first time home buyer. Right. But who qualifies as a first time home buyer yeah. is someone that hasn't purchased a residence, a primary residence, in the last three years. Mm-hmm. So I could qualify. So, but I wonder. Here's another question that we don't have an answer to. If uh, you know, my kids' friends move in from. Uh, New Mexico or California, and they've lived here for a minute. Uh, do they qualify? Do they get? Do they leapfrog in front of the the kids who were born and raised in Utah? It will be fascinating to see how far this this stretches and how many people are able to tap into this. Linz, what do you got in thirty seconds? What are you looking at today? Okay, well, I'm tracking the big abortion bill today because we know that House bills could come up in the Senate at any moment. So that bill would restrict and limit access to abortions in Utah. So we're going to follow that. We know that Planned Parenthood of Utah is holding a press conference midday about that as well. So we'll continue to track that. Um, we are watching the big tax bill. We're watching uh, social media bills. We're watching wow. uh, the bill to disband UPD. So we've got a lot of a lot of big pieces that haven't passed the legislature, although they're likely to. They haven't actually passed yet. Just a couple days left. Let's go. All right, Lindsay Ertz, thank you for joining us. You Political bet, reporter here at KSL News Radio. Yeah, you're doing a great job, Lindsay. We'll have you back on the show same time tomorrow. See you then. Straight ahead, the KSL 5 investigative team is walking in studio right as Lindsay's walking out. Uh, we had an amazing discussion with them yesterday as they tracked Utah's system of injustice when victims of assault report cases and police departments have done nothing with them. Uh, straight ahead, what are prosecutors doing about it? 
I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.